you're listening to Once, episode 327, Taste of the Heights. Hello and welcome back to Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Aaron, And here we are. We are here. <laughs> now, I did not hate this episode as much as last week. <laughs> that, that's, that's great. <laughs> that's a glowing review. No, you're right. And this is, I will say, this is one of those rare weeks where I didn't enjoy it but then my rewatch and my note taking actually brought my enjoyment level higher which is rare usually it doesn't stand up well i should say this season's been pretty good overall but in the past if i've not been enjoying an episode it doesn't stand up to the scrutiny of getting ready for a podcast and today it did i would say so yes excellent I would say three quarters of the episode I enjoyed and I thought that it was on track and it moved along storylines that we were that were waiting to have moved along. And then the, you know, a quarter of it that was the whole coven of the eight stuff is just it's not very interesting to me. No, and it's not even really it's barely happening. So (laughs) don't get me wrong. I enjoyed Tiana's story. Sort of. (laughs) It was sort of like we were watching the same story in two different times, if that makes sense. It's true. No, because it was basically the same story, just in the past and in the present. The two same people try to figure out whether he can be trusted and whether she can give up control. And Dr. Facilier is kind of lurking in the shadows of both stories. I kind of liked the parallel. But really, when you stop and think, it took most of the episode. It wasn't even just a small thing. They just bounced back and forth and just kept focusing on the same people. Yeah, which is very true to old ones format is, you know, the past that explains the present, except it was much more similar, I guess. And it was basically, like you said, the same story in two different ways. It did make me go back and rewatch The Princess and the Frog, Mm -hmm. which I've only seen once before. And didn't oh. really like that much. Like, I, I actually liked it better this time, I think. But it was one of those movies that came out when I was in school and I just never watched it. And then I kind of heard really negative reviews about it. And it was, you know, kind of like more real life than I like my fairy tales to be because it right. took place. And I don't know if they ever actually said it took place in New Orleans, but it was definitely implied. And there was Mardi Gras and there was, you know, real kind of real life things. Yeah. Which so the storyline of Sabine and Drew is much more similar to that, to the princess and the frog than the one from the past. That's interesting. I I was a little thrown off by the whole food truck thing simply because I thought Jacinda used their collective rent money to buy it i thought she was starting the food truck was it always for beignets i agree (laughs) maybe it was always for sabine's beignets 
I think it was because they started in the chicken place where Jacinda was working. Right. Remember, they took it over one night and they made the beignets and then there was right. a fire because Wreck-It Ralph started a fire. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did, I did find it interesting that now suddenly Sabine is so controlling, air quote, when I'm yeah. pretty sure that in the previous episode when they were making the beignets in the chicken restaurant, they were doing it together as far as I can recall. Yeah, I think she's been portrayed as... Not necessarily the opposite, but I mean, I don't know. She's been pretty flexible about a lot of things. So, yeah. Yeah, They need her to be controlling now for it to move the story along the way they want it to. So, I suppose so. So we've seen Tiana's mother before, which at first I couldn't remember, but she was also in episode five of this season. I don't remember. She seemed so familiar. I think, I feel like she, oh. I think she might have been in Grey's Anatomy. Oh, really? Now that I'm trying to place the actress. <laughs> Burke's mom. That's my hint or my 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 guess, but I, I don't know for sure. It just reminds me of her. That's funny. Have they said anything about Tiana's father before? Yes. In that same episode, that's when she traded the medal. He needed the medal. Um, Facilier wanted her father's our war medal. Oh, that's right. The ruby from it or something. That's right. Which is interesting because I feel like he's trying to get the resurrection amulet. Well, it matches his color of magic, so probably. But I think maybe he had it and then they took it away from him. Because didn't he get it at the end of that episode in episode five of this season? I don't think it was the same thing. It could have been, but I don't think it was. Oh, but it was to free him from being trapped between two worlds in episode five. Yeah, I don't usually assume that we've actually seen a magical item before <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but I do think that that might be what he's trying to get now because he said, get something that I've been after for quite a long while. That's what he wanted. I'm starting to think that I don't even hear them talking when they say things like that. because. We've heard it so many times, and it never means we can theorize till we're blue in the face. It's either obvious from the beginning, or it's going to turn out that when they finally reveal what he's looking for, they it's a thing they've not talked about until that episode. And that could be wrong, but it, that happens so much that it's just sort of filler text for me. Might as well just say, I am foreshadowing. I just wish that they would hashtag hire the nerd. And at least speak with consistent language, unless they're meaning not to. So in this episode, uh, they said that when Naveen died, Facilier said he was, quote, between worlds, end quote. (laughs) I have to say, side note, when he said that, Tiana looked at him like, oh, what, really? (laughs) She looked back at Naveen like, oh, my gosh. Are worlds the same thing as realms? And if they're not, are they like dimensions within this world? Is he on like another plane, kind of like the underworld? And so he can I... be brought back unless he goes into the the funny lake in the underworld? Like it just funny it's so lake. inconsistent. No. I, <laughs> I would have taken it, since they've already established the weird underworld thing, I think that I would take it as he, his soul was sort of apparently a very slow soul, and it was in transit from his body 
to the underworld. So he was basically he was voodoo speaking. He's dying, but he's not dead yet. Not dead yet, but healing his injuries alone wouldn't have saved his life. He's only mostly dead, as they love to do. They're really focused on this mostly dead thing, though, right now. Instead of using it as a technicality, they're just yes. like going fully, oh yeah, everybody's sort of like almost dead, and we're just going to keep saving people who are mostly dead. And we're even going to call it Resurrection Stone. Basically, what they want to be doing is resurrecting people, but they know that we just have a fit, so they're not doing that. But they are doing that. So that's like their attempt to appease the whole dead is dead. Yes, I think so. From, uh, I don't even know, what episode was it when Daniel died? Wow. Regina's Daniel, everybody. True. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I wanted to clarify. It's an important clarification. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But yeah, that was back in season one. Yeah. Was that episode just called Stable Boy? We need to hire the nerd. I think it was called (laughs) Stable Boy. Okay, well, how many episodes of Once have there been? Almost 150? We are almost to 150. I think that some stuttering over remembering things from seven years ago is a little bit acceptable. Yeah, we we could just, we should start saying, I have a great idea that no one's ever thought of before. We should just start saying a long time ago. Right. Let's do that. Speaking of continuity, <laughs> I would like to have just a moment to quibble as they were debating whether Tiana would go to the docks or go to her coronation. Why were they? Why was Regina not just like, hey, I'll take you there right now. Let's go check it out. We'll be back quickly. Or just some, or I'll go. I'll go for you and right. check this out. You go be queen. Right. I got this one. I'm a powerful witch. You're a, a princess who decided to wear a ball gown to go find a monster. <laughs> I have a huge... Okay. Ever since I was quite young and watched Buffy and watched all these shows where these women would go and kick butt, I have had a huge issue with their wardrobe choices when yep. they decide to do that. So I used to always hate how like their hair was down and they were wearing dresses. And I'm just like, guys... I used to be a fighter and my hair was always in a ponytail. Okay. (laughs) Like, you know, you're going into battle. Don't wear a ball gown. Silly. Well, Hey, at least she didn't go get her tiara put on first, which by the way, to skip ahead to, I guess the coronation, I thought you were supposed to get the crown put on you in the coronation, not before you go out onto the balcony or whatever. Well, that's how it worked in Frozen, but I think that's the only other coronation I've ever witnessed. Oh, well, we need to get more royalty <laughs> into your life. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't, I don't really know, but... I do like Tiana as a princess. She's probably my favorite princess from this spinoff, but I just... Even her choice of friends to bring along to find the gator, like, you brought a brand new <laughs> mom who's probably exhausted... And Nook. Like, would you at least not bring the evil queen as well? She's not evil anymore. The queen who's magical as well? The ex Wait, Regina wasn't there? I didn't even notice no. Regina wasn't there. It was only Nook and Jacinda that came with her. Sorry, Nook and Ella that came with her. Oh, true. Yeah, from that 
time frame, I think I think of them as one package deal, just the way that she said it when she was going out to meet her subjects. She was kind of like, yeah, but I want all of you to come with me because together we're the queen <laughs> of this kingdom. That's how she ended up alone with Naveen. Ella ha- had to go with Hook to help the man who had been hurt by the gator. So right. then she was left alone with Naveen to catch the gator. Like, surely they could have left baby Lucy with, you know, Tiana's mom. And then Henry could have come too. And then Regina could have come. There's just, it's so interesting, the choices that they make and why right. we choose to analyze them, I guess. True. Is even more interesting. Also, fun fact, when he said they needed to go check the fairy docks, I was like, what in the world are fairy docks? And then when the guy was hurt, and he said, I had to look at the captions to figure out what he said exactly, because I was like, it sounds like he said it took down the whole fairy. And I was like, that's a really strange thing to say. And so I looked at the captions like, oh, F-E-R-R-Y, fairy, like just to go across the water, a normal fairy. In case anyone is wondering, the reason why Jeremy had this, you know, incident was because in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, the fairy was an actual fairy with wings that flew. Oh, wait, I actually forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) They've done it in reverse, but this time was not intentional. Just everything's fairy this and fairy that in this show. So I thought, well, hmm, that doesn't seem to fit. Like, what were you with a giant fairy? And the croc took it down and... Is it an alligator or a crocodile? Why can't I ever remember those things? I think they called it a gator. Yeah. And for a second, when they got the necklace out of the gator, I was like, is that a watch? Are they getting the watch out of the gator from Peter Pan? That's funny. That It did remind me of that. But that was more because I hadn't seen the princess and the frog for so long and remembered that there were tons of gators in that movie. So there were there was a main guy who helped them. Um, And he also helped them, I think, escape from the other gators. Because in The Princess and the Frog, Tiana got turned into a frog. And so did Naveen. So the whole movie was them as frogs trying to save themselves, kind of. Which kind of made the, that's not a mouth you'd want to kiss comment pretty funny. (laughs) Like, in case you're thinking of kissing any more amphibious creatures. (laughs) What was the necklace, do you think? I thought it was another red glowy thing, but I think that was just his magic. So I'm thinking he wanted it just to give to Regina. So in the Princess and the Frog movie, Facilier had a red necklace, but it was a skull that had the the that had Prince Naveen's blood in it. And if the the bad guy wore it, he would turn into Prince Naveen. And so that's how they actually almost fooled the princess in that movie into kissing Naveen because it wasn't really him. He was wearing this like glowy red necklace that kept running out of blood. And so then they would have to like get more blood from Naveen for it. Yikes. But he was a frog and he had escaped. And also had not that much blood. No, but they did end up doing it. But then (laughs) spoiler alert, they broke the necklace and everyone. I mean, Oh, that's probably good. At Tiana's palace. That was a spoiler. Spoiler alerts need to have like, a chance to exit. Pause. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something I didn't realize either from watching the movie was Tiana's Palace, which is how they have subtitled when we're at Tiana's Palace, is the name of her restaurant that she opens at the end of the movie. 
Oh, really? The Princess and the Frog. Because she wanted that. That was her dream was to open her own restaurant. So they are being very true to that with Sabine's dreams. Oh, that's funny. Hmm. Well, good to know. I should probably watch it, except now I've already seen it. <laughs> kind of. There's some more songs. There's more singing in the Disney. Okay. Version. Do you, would you like to sing any of them? I don't remember any of them. I've only now seen it twice, like five years apart. <laughs> Sorry. So I, another of my questions about this curse, Sabine and Drew knew each other. Years ago, quote unquote, we still don't know how much of this is real and how much is just implanted memories, but that's not really much of a separation. In fact, as far as we've seen the story in the past, they're more together under the curse than they were in the past. So is the curse gentler because Regina cast it somehow, or is that just another inconsistency? They sure acted like without that insert magical object here that they had, that Lucy would be separated from her mother, for sure. But the way this curse seems to work, it's like, you basically are you, and everyone else is basically them, but the memories are just twisted a little bit, so you feel like you belong in Seattle. I think they had been separated, though, for the duration of the curse, and the only reason that they're now kind of meeting each other again is because Facilier wants them to. He wants oh, to, good point. like manipulate Drew into manipulating Sabine into getting something he needs and has been looking for. Well, now that's a good point. So that's like Robin and Zelina. It's like she does know that Robin's her daughter, but Robin's gone. Yeah. And clearly there was history between Drew and Sabine from chef school. Right. So maybe some slightly bad blood. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. They're separated just in slightly more insidious and non-obvious ways. And something, too, that I was wondering is Facilier said that he was sending Naveen somewhere, air quote, difficult to reach. And I was wondering if he just got an advanced seat to Hyperion Heights. Mm. Otherwise, I have no idea. (laughs) So here's also my thought about that whole moment when he saved... Naveen's life, we, well, she seems to have forgotten that the whole reason his life needed saving is because she was pointing the spear at him because he had something that belonged to Dr. Facilier, as if he was already working for him before he was injured. Huh. I don't think I noticed that. She saw it in the bag, and that's why she started to threaten him, and that's how he ended up falling in the water. But then with all of that drama and him ending up mostly dead, she seems to have forgotten that part. Yeah, that's true. She's, it's funny because she's, she was very adamant like that she was refusing to pay the price. Right. But did, did they really fall in love already? Like, she doesn't even know this guy. It's not like she's going right. to get married to somebody she just met that day. Yeah, who does that? <laughs> so yeah, her feelings toward him are a little bit confused, which, I mean, perhaps is life when you're... True. ...meeting somebody new. But, um, yeah, like, he... I I hope she doesn't have gullible written across her forehead, but it sometimes seems like she does. (laughs) That's what the crown's for. Cover that up. So, Facilier, 
Yeah, that dude. Mm-hmm. He was much more interesting than the last time we saw him. He is. Do you know why? Because he has more than two lines. <laughs> <laughs> also, he had more than two <laughs> lines. Well, I'm um, exaggerating, but... <laughs> also, because we are getting... Not so much a backstory as we're just getting foreshadowing that we might get a backstory. Oh, true. About him and Regina. Ew. Ah, mm, no. Why do they insist on having Regina kiss people that make us go, Ew, what are you doing? Yeah. So we got some feedback from Gareth about this, and he says, It's pretty clear that he knew Regina when she was the evil queen. Pretty clear you could say that. It appears they had some kind of romantic involvement. It appears that he still has feelings for Regina. In Greenbacks, he was imprisoned between worlds, and somehow I suspect that it was Regina who trapped him there. Perhaps their original relationship did not work out very well. <laughs> um, that is interesting. She could have trapped him there, though. That's a really good theory. Um, because he did. he made a comment. He said, do as you wish, Regina. You always have. Um, and someone else pointed out that he called her keeper of squid ink pointed out that he called her my queen, similar to the genie and Sydney in season one. And then yeah. do as you wish. It's just interesting that those two things could be parallels if she, cause it would be around that time that she could have known him back yeah. when she was the evil queen and was trying to do anything to kill Snow White. Yeah, I don't know how much sense it makes. I don't, they're starting to do things that just, especially now that we know that this is the last season, some things are happening that you're just sort of like, well, how is there time for this? I do feel like they're biting off more than they can chew, as in they're opening too many doors that I know they're not going to be able to satisfy us with closing, but they're not, they've never satisfied us with closing the doors that they've opened. That's why we have forgotten character island and honestly this particular episode depending on timing may well have been filmed even before the announcement was made oh it probably was because they they're gonna wrap soon i think they may have already um i'm trying to remember my filming like that i saw i saw the opening from the op i saw the opening of the second half of the season being filmed in november when I went to the set. Mm. So it's very possible that this was filmed in November or December. Yes. Before it was before hiatus started like before their yeah, break started the actors. Yeah. I feel like I saw one of the cast post something on Instagram saying that they were doing their last day. Just oh. so sad. Depends on what cast member it was. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Goodness. I, I meant the whole show's last day. <laughs> I, Okay, maybe we can talk about this at the end, like our hopes and dreams for the finale. <laughs> That's probably going to be a good ongoing discussion. We should, yes, we should do that. I So I think the rest of the season might be really interesting, but in a weird way, because we may see them, a la season two, take kind of a hard turn and start wrapping some things up in some really quick and simple ways that they weren't going to. Or maybe not. They seem to do every season as if it could be their last. <laughs> They could start by just discarding the whole covenant. Well, maybe that's what they're trying to do. So the cov- <laughs> like, I didn't even finish my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I 
They could start with discarding the whole coven of the eights. And then now that I've said that, it, it sounds like that's what they're trying to do because they really played that up as that that was going to be the major players for the second half of the season. And now it's like, really, there's nothing happening with it. There's kind of an investigation with the dark one in denim, how quaint, and <laughs> Rogers-ish. <laughs> yeah. But that's the part of the, this episode that didn't fit. Oh, and we didn't see Gothel or Drizella at all in this episode. We didn't did we? see Gothel or Drizella or Anastasia. Anastasia. And we haven't seen Alice in, well, since the winter Several finale. Weeks. Yeah. Which makes me think that we're getting ready for some episodes that are going to focus on all of those people pretty heavily. Yeah. Well, the last few have focused on Gothel and. Drizella, so they needed a break. They needed Well, to, that's true. They needed to recharge their magic. I'm a little sad that they seem to have done the mid-season villain switch. So, Belfry's Drizella out. the villain. Yeah. And Facilier is in. Maybe. Literally. Maybe it was just I mean, this he, episode. He actually said that. So. <laughs> actually, yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that they're like, well, might as well just admit it. Do you think Regina could have gone to him to try and get Daniel resurrected when the Dark One told her that that wasn't possible? That could be their history, Regina and Facilier. But it seems like she only tried the one thing and that did not go well, so... And I guess she wouldn't be starting a romantic relationship with the guy that she was trying to get her dead romance back from. Yep, scrap that idea. Sometimes I just speak out loud what I'm thinking <laughs> before I think it through. That's what podcasting is, guys. A lot of people do, and sometimes they just become scripts for a certain TV show. <laughs> <laughs> or it's spinoff. Or it's spinoff. Whatever their history, though, we know that Zelina knows nothing about it, because all she said was the voodoo witch doctor with the ridiculous hat. You know right. him. And, and that was yeah, it. And I love Regina says... Our paths have crossed, which to me stood out as in the beginning of Wicked. That's what Glinda says when she's asked if she knew Elphaba, Elphaba being the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, interesting. I loved Wicked, but I've only seen it once also. That part's in the soundtrack, so you know. Oh, well. (laughs) Elphaba, why couldn't you have stayed calm for once? Instead of flying off the handle. <laughs> and this podcast has just shifted gears. <laughs> I hope you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's the only part of the soundtrack I know. So Regina was wondering out loud what the odds are that Dr. Facilier showed up just days after they discovered that there's a coven forming. So could that possibly suggest that he's the one killing witches? Well. I would say the lock of hair thing would definitely point to his style of magic. Which, by the way, how did they know there was a lock of hair missing from Dr. Sage? Or from Hilda. Yeah. Not like they cut off her bangs or something. Like, (laughs) I mean, she had enough hair. I feel like it wouldn't be that obvious. Uh, But I mean, a straight cut, like a straight cut. On oh. a woman's long hair would be noticeable True. if you're if you're looking for it. Yeah. I'm just not even sure they would find that even in an autopsy. But 
<laughs> well, the Maybe, Emmy is just... obviously not that bright because she said that she died of natural causes. <laughs> or she's in on it. <laughs> True. Natural causes. Like, isn't arsenic natural? <laughs> if you want to put it that way. <laughs> Berries are natural if that's what that was. <laughs> I think they usually get more specific than natural causes these days. It's interesting. We didn't, Regina didn't seem to know Facilier by the business card as if she maybe cursed Ronnie didn't have previous knowledge of him. And we got some interesting feedback from Gareth asking, who is awake? It does appear more and more people are awake all the time. The witch doctor is awake, so Facilier. Um, but then Gareth suggested that perhaps Facilier got there by other means and that he wasn't cursed. Yeah. Because that is very possible given his type of magic. There were a lot of either acknowledgments of what the fans are thinking and saying or things that the writers would like to say to the fans in this episode, I think. And that was <laughs> maybe one of them. Because as they determined that Facilier was not awake, which turned out not to be true, but when they determined that, Rumple walks in and goes, well, that makes one of us. <laughs> Which then, really, that turns out, well, that's still none of us. None of us are not awake. So <laughs> The whole Weaver Rogers investigation is is getting tiring to me. But mm -hmm. the Hilda yeah, thing I, was cute, I guess. Was it, was it cute? Oh, oh <laughs> well, not, not, the, not the, oh, yeah, she's still alive part. The, um... <laughs> well i just I mean like, the name that's a very well known like witch name oh see i went you since it was the investigation context i went straight to handcuffed to the table and knocked out by gas i was like well cute's not the word that sprang to my mind <laughs> well, we did meet but her yes, first we did and did that you was see anything? weird did she, she seemed like the blind witch we already knew if she had had a chance to get older before going to the underworld, aka before Regina killed her. I was disappointed they didn't have Emma Caulfield back to do the blind witch because she did such a good job before. I know, but we would have cried foul. <laughs> this actress did a good job too. I just liked the Hilda because Hilda is like there's an American newspaper comic strip about a witch. Named Broomhilda, and then there's a book called Hilda the Wicked Witch, and then perhaps my favorite, Hilda Spellman, is a witch from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the TV well, show. All right then, <laughs> it's just like a witch name, and I, I liked that they did that. I did look for if it's in any previous fairy tales, and it's not. But they just they made it seem so much like she's literally that blind witch because she's making gingerbread references and. But she could be, because it's another world. Looks like she might eat children. <laughs> yeah. I. It, it's yeah, a different world. They're all from New Enchanted Forest. But what a messed up universe if you can have multiple realms with completely different people, and yet there's still a blind witch who makes gingerbread and probably eats children. So the odds of that are just real high. Well, there were two Cinderella's. I, oh, yeah, you're right. With almost the same story, exactly. As long as she's not a Wish Realm version, because then she's the same person, like Nook, and uh, <laughs> one season, messier than the other six, all combined. 
Well, I don't, I think that they're doing a good enough job, but I don't know what anybody would have expected to happen given that the vast majority of the principal cast left the show. Like they had to do something. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not real into fan fiction, but I should write, I should just write (laughs) what I thought they were going to do based on the the flashes forward, the flash forwards from the end of season six. I thought it was moving on, moving on, like a whole story about a war in the Enchanted Forest. Like that's where I thought it was going. And I am guessing they do not have time to go there anymore. Not anymore. (laughs) Turned out they were just being chased by witches anyway. So, so I guess Dr. Sage is dead. And apparently died at the same time as Victoria. I don't know if the timing matters, except that it's further evidence that it couldn't have been... Gothel. She has... Yeah, thank you. She has so many names now. Gothel, Drizella, and Anastasia. Well, I don't know. That Anastasia girl, I don't know if I trust her. And she did leave the room, so she could have gone straight over and killed her doctor. Or not her doctor, but Dr. Sage. True. Lots of sick little girls in the show too. I don't know. They just they've grouped everything so so wonderfully. <laughs> but she was a witch. Doctor Sage was a witch. Although did she did try to have that. the tattoo removed. <laughs> so what was, does that mean? Was necessary. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Does that mean she wanted out? Um. Yeah. Maybe because she became a doctor, and doctors aren't part of covens, generally speaking. <laughs> and I guess. In terms of the show going darker, the attempted murder of Hilda was our dose of dark for the week. Yes. Attempted murder just because they broke in and saved her and luckily did not spark anything. Right. And continued to breathe gas while they were in there. True. Like she's passed out on the ground and they're just like, (laughs) that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good thing they didn't try to shoot any locks or anything. Yeah. Well, it was metal though. Like the the handcuff and the table were metal. So they would have she would have had to be careful trying to break out to not start a spark. Right. That that was very creepy. Mm-hmm. They did take the edge off by having her still be alive. So I wonder what what the purpose of having her still be alive will be. Well, now story-wise. they can question her next week. Well, do you think she was awake? Oh. I just assume everybody's awake now, but that's probably <laughs> not true. <laughs> Yeah, I guess not awake people, that might explain it. That might be why Dr. Sage was sort of like, why did I get this tattoo? This should go away now. Yeah, that's true. But would would permanent like body-altering decisions be carried over in the curse? I don't know. Like tattoos? Yeah, like if she got that in the past, would that continue to be on her skin and her cursed persona? That you would think so, because other scars would. Well, I mean, Rumple's skin definitely didn't stay the same. Oh, Rumple's yeah. skin! I thought you called him Rumple skin. <laughs> Old Rumple skin. Rumple skin. Gee, <laughs> I forgot the stilts. No, no, Rumple's skin did not stay scaly and all of that. So one would but, think that a curse could hide a tattoo. But that if it was cannot, magic. however. Everyone in the Enchanted Forest should start tattooing their entire life story somewhere on their body. <laughs> but not, I can't think of the name that, that Regina said. Who were the lyrics? <laughs> Def Leppard. 
Def Leppard. No. Yeah. Led Zeppelin. I don't know. I Def, don't know these. Def Leppard. These but not things. Def Leppard. Not, but not Def Leppard lyrics. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, unless that's her life story, but I hope not. Uh, it depends on the song. Uh, but you know who removes unfortunate tattoos from us? <laughs> Our heroes. We couldn't do the podcast without our heroes. We have costs. <laughs> we have to keep the website up. We have to have the podcast sit somewhere to be downloaded. And we have our ginormous forums, which have to be hosted and have to be able to handle all the traffic. Do you remember when people used to take them down all the time? I do remember reading the notifications when <laughs> Jacqueline would be like, Daniel, they're not working again. Yes. And so the answer to that is to increase the infrastructure. And that has only been possible because of our heroes. This week, we'd like to thank Lisa Slack, Lisa R, and all of our heroes on Patreon. Yes, thank you everyone so much for your support. And if you who are listening would like to become a hero to the podcast and make a, a monthly donation, I believe you can do as little as a dollar per month. Every little bit helps. You can uh, find out more details on how to do that over at oncepodcast.com slash hero. And Patreon patrons do get a few extra little tidbits, typically <laughs> bloopers, which um, there's been right. a lot of them lately. And some of them are quite funny and entertaining. And John cuts them together in such a great way. Um, so once again, that's oncepodcast.com slash hero. One of them might involve me wearing tea, but <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> that may or may not have happened tonight. <laughs> and I believe last week I took on Daniel's role. A little too seriously and had to redo the closing like five <laughs> to seven times. <laughs> yes, bloopers are good. They're quite entertaining. So I think a lot is going to re revolve around Dr. Facilier still, eh. but I could be wrong. I don't know. Do you, do you enjoy him being in the show or do you? It's funny because he's not, at least it's not a Rumpelstiltskin level why are you people kissing? But he is seemingly pretty evil. So that begs a lot of questions. Yeah. And I mean, Regina was definitely super evil at one time. But why she would go... I don't like when old evil queen habits come back. And her right. going behind Zelina's back... And not having mm -hmm. told her any of the history and showing up at the apartment or at his office or wherever she was, that is, it's very like backhanded. It's very um, evil queenish. Unless she, you know, we could see at the beginning of next episode that she comes back to Zelina and to Rumple and gives them some information. But I'm wondering if she is thinking she can make a deal with him to save Henry. <laughs> uh and she says it was a very productive meeting <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was disappointing to see in the past where she kisses the guy right after he steals naveen oh yeah i remember that that's actually not that far in the past <laughs> yeah and then and then here she's doing the same thing so this is like as present day as it gets and she's still but wait, she didn't, everybody's back. she didn't kiss him in present day, right? She didn't, but she followed him inside, which seemed to suggest things. Yeah, I mean, they could cut to that next week and 
she's like, no, I actually don't want to like be in cahoots with you. And right. I just don't know why she went to all the trouble of seeing if he knew who was who. Well, that was more was just gonna... her and Kelly. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm just not sure why she bothered. I do. I I think I enjoy him. Like he seems to be, he's often got some, he, he wasn't that funny today, but sometimes he, he's a little sing songy and you know, he's a lot like Rumpel with his deals mm. and his magic. And that's true. Actually that cheapens it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He was very much like that in the princess and the frog as well. Yeah. But it's like, we've got now 10 <laughs> episodes left. And we've basically just introduced like another brand new character. I mean, we did meet him earlier this season, but only for like a one off. We didn't need to have him yeah. come back. Although he did promise uh, he would be back. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I guess. I don't know. One thing we don't know is whether his owning, quote unquote, Naveen ended at any point in the past. It doesn't appear that it has because Naveen or Drew is still. Right. Abiding by him in the future right. or in the present. <laughs> right. Probably the future too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except the, he doesn't like it. So the question is, why would he do that? Yeah, but maybe that's why. And he's clearly not awake. But I like that uh, Selena's only reason, ways that she knew when they were talking about Dr. Facilier, the only way she knew that the curse hadn't been broken is that Henry wasn't dead. <laughs> so, I mean, even they seem to see it the same way that we do. Like, well, and speaking of Henry and the curse, even this book seems to see it the same way that we do. Right. Page that Lucy found. Right. Which that was weird, right? Yeah. So it said, Drizella stood victorious. And if the cur- if true love's kiss ever broke the curse, Henry Mills would surely die. Dun, dun, dun. And that book so- doesn't lie. It's really almost just a curse on that family now. Well, re- yeah, that immediate family, because not yeah. even Henry's mom is still cursed. Right. But one thing that I thought was interesting that we've kind of wondered here and there is that Lucy is not awake. She just believes. Right. Because she sees ending the curse as all of them getting their memories back. And can we just talk about the curse again? I'm sure <laughs> I've, I'm sure I've ranted this before. Actually, I remember ranting this before, but okay. <laughs> True Love's Kiss was added into the original curse by Rumpelstiltskin, and it was specific to Emma. She was that the is... savior. He used Snow White and Prince Charming's hair to weave it in, and then they brought magic back with that same potion that he saved for a rainy day and dumped in the well. Well, so True Love in theory true. should not exist in this curse. Unless they're now going to go back and show us how it was weaved in somehow. I guess they have been a little inconsistent in that kind of forever. Uh, Simply because they had said that true love's kiss could break any curse. And yet I am almost positive that David and Mary Margaret kissed and it didn't break any curse. (laughs) Right. Because... Emma was the savior. Right. So it had to be Emma's true love kiss. And that's what made Emma the savior. So why, like, they're basically just making season one, like, redundant. They're making the savior redundant. 
we really didn't need Emma. And yes, Mary Margaret and David <laughs> did kiss, I believe. Wow. I'm usually the first one to figure out how they invalidate their own stories with their new stories. That's a very good point, though. <laughs> Unless Henry was somehow written into this curse to be the savior, which... There wasn't time was for that. Saving him. Yeah, it just doesn't Although make a lot of sense. They've almost acted at some times like the person casting the curse could just sort of do something to it. Yeah. But I... It has gotten a lot easier to cast a curse. Hasn't everything gotten easier? It's sort of like magic <laughs> technology has just advanced so much. I guess with knowledge comes power. <laughs> I don't know. And with power comes plot holes. It's just, I mean, we all fell in love with Once Upon a Time, like back then in season one, when it was this beautiful story of two people so in love sending their daughter through a wardrobe so that she could save their entire kingdom as the savior when this curse was going to hit. And now it's just like every season there's been at least one curse, if not two, and they're getting easier to break. And it just kind of makes the original plot of the series just meh. What they did wasn't that big of a deal anymore, right. even though it was such a beautiful story back then. I think part of the reason that this season started out so good is that there was so much less magic technicality involved. And we didn't know what the technicalities were yet. Yeah. So most of it was just people under a certain set of circumstances, but there wasn't a lot of magic happening because it's just gotten very messy. But they had every opportunity, right? Like like you said, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff in the original beginning of this. And so they had all the space in the world to make it anything they wanted. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Emma's still the savior. Maybe she's going to come back and save the day in the finale. Right, because if, if these people just keep copying the original, maybe they don't know of everything that's in it. True. So maybe Henry and Jacinda are going to kiss and nothing is going to happen. That would be really funny. That would be, I mean, that's what I thought might have happened tonight, but then Lucy got there right in the nick of time. Right. I'm still not her biggest fan. I wish, like, she could just uh -huh. show them the book page. Couldn't she be like, look what I just found. Oh, my goodness. If you guys kiss, then... Henry's going to die. Yeah, because uh, unless his believing would break it by itself, but it doesn't seem like that's true because he's done some stuff based on a certain amount of belief. Maybe he would touch the page and he'd have a flashback and it would remind him of everything. No, sorry, that was Emma. Well, it's true. Apparently memories contain power. He might just die because he remembers that he's sick. <laughs> well, I don't think we even need to revisit my rant about how... This is clearly not a land without magic. And so what's protecting him from dying where they are right now anyway? Right. Right. But, you know, if someone can be the dark one and not be the dark one because he doesn't remember, then, you know, whatever. <laughs> also, I don't believe that two-year-olds can play checkers. So. Well, she is a prodigy. That whole storyline, a prodigy. Two-year-olds, like, can barely talk, depending on how two they are. How two they are, yes. <laughs> it's a big year. Maybe she was like two and nine eighths when she, that's not even a proper fraction. <laughs> <laughs> so three? <laughs> Math in a podcast. <laughs> Fractions in a podcast. Right, right, right. I did think she was, uh, I thought it was pretty cute how she was just like, 
snuggled up with her cocoa, waiting for the curse to break any minute now. (laughs) Until her closet door opened. Right. That freaked me out. I thought it was going to be the storybook for sure. I thought it was something evil. And then when she closed the door, I thought, no, you didn't check nearly carefully enough considering you've looked in that closet for a book before. Yeah, well, I just thought it was going to be the book because didn't the original book appear in Mary Margaret's closet? Yes. So consistency. That's probably what they all wanted us to think. Right. Did it on purpose. But it was similar. It was closet book magic. And the page from a book. (laughs) The page appeared in her book and fell out. See, that's just creepy. Like, who's doing that? It is kind of creepy. Maybe it's, but maybe it's not supposed to be creepy. Maybe it's like fairy godmother stuff. Yeah, because actually, now I do think that their kiss would cause Henry to die, because otherwise, why would the book appear and, like, save the day? Right. Aw. Fine. <laughs> so, <sighs> foreshadowing. Why did Henry specifically call the game of life living your entire life in an hour? <laughs> Was that just them being funny because that's something they think? Or was that foreshadowing to something that's going on? That's pretty much what a TV show can be. Is season seven going to be a dream? Everybody theorizes that about everything, but... (laughs) Is that like a Lost spoiler? No, but everybody theorized that about Lost. Oh, okay. okay. But as far as I know, the only show that's ever been a dream in its entirety was New Heart. But that's really dating me. (laughs) I've never heard of that show. Actually, it probably predates me. I don't know. but Maybe in the finale, Henry will relive his whole life in an hour because he'll remember everything. And it's going to take an hour? Well, there was a lot of stuff. That's fair. Well, an episode is an hour. I know. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what? They're, the writers are starting to get us ready for disappointment. You don't always get the ending you want, he said. They're trying to tell us, get ready. Maybe the story's not even about who you think it's about. Maybe you're not going to get the ending you want. You only get to choose when it ends. <laughs> who? So who is it about then? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll figure it out because Henry's got a podcast. H-Town. H-Town. And H- may I just say, he's getting some really good reviews on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> may I read them to you? <laughs> Please do. Listeners, uh, take note. This could be good material for our podcast reviews. (laughs) Oh, just wait. Uh, So he he was looking at his reviews, which apparently it has 240 reviews. But we have four of them because they were on the screen and I captured them. And they will be in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 327. The first review, five stars. Subject, never even knew Hyperion Heights existed. Super fresh podcast, dude. Love the NPR vibe and the slow story burn. I was hooked right to the end, but now I have to know. Who killed Victoria Belfry? Must have season two right now. That one is from Jerome S. Possibly Jerome Schwartz. (laughs) One of the Once Upon a Time writers. Next, we have another five-star review. Binged the whole thing in one night. Started listening to this podcast on my way home. I didn't even realize that I was still sitting in my driveway a half hour later, mesmerized by your wonderful podcast. Even though I've never been to Seattle, I feel like I've walked the streets of Hyperion Heights, plucked a few of Lucy's hyacinths, and eaten at Mr. Cluck's with Jacinda and Sabine. 
I very much hope this beautiful story continues. <laughs> and that is from Piper Lou, which is not a name I recognize. Uh, we have the next review. It's also five stars. So many ships, so little time. So many ships, so little time. Don't usually like podcasts, but you sound hot. Like, seriously hot. I have never cared so much about real estate deals in my life. The story's pretty good, too. But wow, if that whole thing with Jacinda doesn't work out, I am totally stopping by Ronnie sometime. That's from Dana H. Perhaps Dana Horgan, also a Once Upon a Time writer. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, we have a four-star review. Great, but I hate cliffhangers. Wait, so Victoria Belfry died? And that's it? You've got to be kidding me. I really enjoyed listening to this, but I'm taking one star away for that crazy cliffhanger. Story should have a beginning, middle, and end. What kind of ending was that? Signed, David G. Possibly David H. Goodman. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. We'll have screenshots of that in the show notes. I didn't even try to read them. I didn't know what he was scrolling on. Well, they are funny. I remember them planting props like way back in season one that were relevant and hilarious if you actually looked into them. Right. We haven't had a nice screen capture moment in a while. (laughs) We have not. Oh, someone in chat saying, I wonder who his sponsors are. Audible? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It sounds like he's had more than one episode of the podcast. I don't know. Sabine was listening to the first episode. Yeah. Well, because he just dropped it. Isn't that what somebody said? (laughs) Well, dropped isn't released. No, I know. I know what it means. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I just, if he just dropped it, there would only be one episode, right? Unless you drop a whole season at once. Yeah, no, you're right. So he must have made it a really long episode. Who does that? (laughs) Really long episodes. (laughs) Not us, especially not when all five or six of us are doing a season finale together or anything. Well, maybe we should do a podcast about H-Town and critique his podcast, because if he told the whole story of his time there in the first episode, I think he's going to run out of content very quickly. Yep. I mean, he could share about Games Night in his next episode. Yeah, It could be called Mixtape. (laughs) He talks about Jacinda (laughs) a lot. Who's that Remy guy again? He's the caterer who then... took over while Ronnie was gone. So he's just a random guy that they decided needed another cameo. Yeah, but I mean, Henry's going to get to his story in the future episode. So, you know, it's fine. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, that was a cute plot twist. I did like the opening, though. Like the opening monologue that Henry did that ended up being part of his podcast. Yeah. It was cute. It was good and a little bittersweet because it does feel like Whether it was written before the announcement or not, it sounded like they were kind of getting ready for the end. Even though then you go back and listen to the soundtrack from the musical episode and you're like, oh, but we had the end and it was great. Has anyone redone that song, Happy Beginning, with not an eerie ending at the end yet? (laughs) I don't know. I would like to hear that if anyone gets around to it. All you have to do is change like the octave of the bell of the clock tower or not the bell, the, the what chime, the dinging struck. The tone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the clangy clang. I was like, what does the clock what do? The cl- <laughs> it strikes 12. What does the fox say? What does the clock say? 
TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Speaking of happy beginnings, do you think there might be one in Zelina's future? Chad keeps calling. <laughs> but she left him. She said she, it's, she's struggling with her hashtag we are right. both right now. She's like, yeah, but I was a hippie when we got engaged. Now I have to try to tell him about the whole Wicked Witch thing. Yeah, I'm not a hippie. I'm just a witch. <laughs> so... <laughs> what do you suppose the odds are that they're going to make Chad somebody who is also no. both? No. No? No. <laughs> they, okay, this is my rule. No more new characters. There are 10 episodes left. They better have some of the original Storybrook cast back on. So in these 10 episodes, I don't want to see a single new character. <laughs> have you what have you been watching the same show? Like what do you think the odds of that are? None, but I well, is it a spoiler to like know something about an actor's contract? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Then I guess I won't share that. No, just when when some of the people left last season. Yes. There were news articles about them leaving, which was allowed. We were allowed to read those. They're not spoilers because they had already left. Oh, it was confirmed. Oh, well, if it hadn't aired, if the nothing and, um, had happened with the character, we tended to consider them spoilers as a personal preference. Right. Okay. Well, then I won't share what I. <laughs> Ooh, you know share. something. Yeah, but don't share. I do. <laughs> But I just I think it would be nice to see this is this is completely unrelated to what I was just talking about. I think it would be nice to see Henry like perhaps reunited with his mom and stepdad and siblings and perhaps we do get to see Storybrooke. Like it's still the same show as much as we've been making it a spin-off right. for the podcast. Like it would be nice to have that. It would be nice to have a closure that tied this to the rest of the series since it technically is still the same series. Yeah, and not um, just little flashbacks that supposedly take place in Storybrooke. Plus, what about Rumpel and Belle? Like, we haven't talked about that for quite a while. I'm sure there's more discussion about that coming. Yeah, the whole, um, yeah, the, the remaining part of the original story of the season has to be concluded and probably always was going to be concluded. I think they even have said that this season was going to have a story that was somewhat self-contained. Well, they better contain it yeah, then. right. We need to know <laughs> what the deal is with this whole Guardian concept and what this means for yeah. Rumple, and yeah, all of that. All right. Literally, I want to make a list right now. This is what we need to... to what, okay, what do we need to wrap up for you to be satisfied with this season? <laughs> you need that, the Guardian and Rumple, right? Yes. Uh... Anything else? Preferably not a dead or cursed Henry. <laughs> uh, okay. I would say no new magical items, but we're going to put that on the ecstatic not going to happen list. <laughs> uh, which is where no, no new characters goes for you. Right. <laughs> and then I'm adding to the first list, I want a cast reunion. Yeah. And since they've made travel so easy, I would just like to see everybody <laughs> decide for a good reason whether they want to stay in Seattle or go to Storybrooke or go to the Enchanted Forest to live happily ever after or to start a happy beginning, like whatever. But 
I think my original, I've said this a million times in the last seven years, but my original hope was that when the curse was broken or when all of this was wrapped up, we would go back to Snow holding baby Emma and she would actually get to raise her daughter. And then- well, Wouldn't that undo everything? Yeah, it would. Oh. It would all kind of just be a dream. Like Snow. <laughs> I know, but I like- I found that so devastating (laughs) that she gave up her baby. And I just think that a true happy ending would be her and Charming getting the opportunity to raise her baby again. Had another. To actually raise it. (laughs) Yeah, but they could have another one (laughs) as well. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying for the longest time, that's what I wanted to happen. Now I just want... A final scene at Granny's where everyone's happy at a table and everyone's drinking cocoa with cinnamon and having lasagna with red pepper flakes. <laughs> I, I, oh, I'm writing that on the list lasagna with red pepper I flakes. I think it would be nice to see things like Emma getting to see her granddaughter, <laughs> which is weird, but yeah, like Lucy getting to meet everybody. And, but maybe all that stuff happens in 150 or something. Maybe. I would prefer it be the finale, yeah. but that's okay. Um, but we, you know, we may we don't always get the ending we want. <laughs> They've gotten us ready, but sometimes we get the ending we need. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to decide if I want Henry to get the yellow bug or not. Oh yeah, He's way more iconic than his. So yes, I would like to see Henry get the yellow bug handed down to him because it would be way more iconic than his VW, which we never see. But maybe that's because he's in the Heights and he doesn't need a car. But he does have August's bike, Oh, true. That's kind of right? his thing. Well, not anymore, though. Well, they need to get that back then. <laughs> the, some of the best, the most artistic thing, or one of the most artistic things that's come out of this entire season is the artwork with Cinderella on a motorcycle. Yeah, I haven't really liked the opening titles yeah they're a little too on the nose right just like well there's a big yellow food truck what's gonna happen (laughs) and it's called taste of the heights right i think my city currently has a taste of on i love tasting cities they taste great (laughs) (laughs) right so i i would say this is a very reasonable list of demands (laughs) yes (laughs) i mean um hopes and dreams (laughs) Maybe they could ha- end the show with Taste of Storybrook, and they could take Roland Bayou to Storybrook, and they could all just eat beignets outside of Granny's for dessert after lasagna, and just all live happily ever after. I'm I'm legitimately writing this down. We'll post it to my Twitter, <laughs> and I will keep it in my podcast area so that we can uh, cross things off the list as they do or do not happen. Yes. Yeah, Brenda in the chat pointed out that the food truck festival seemed really mellow, which those things, when (laughs) I go to them, that was like Storybrooke level population. If this is supposed to be a sector of Seattle, there shouldn't have been room to move, especially since they chose to enclose it in an abandoned skate park for some reason. Yeah, we have um, one of the churches around me has food trucks every Tuesday, and it's huge. Yeah, food trucks. Considering food tastes better out of a food truck. I don't know why. Apparently, they're, you know, makes me wonder how clean it can be in them, but I'm sure it's 
great. I'm sure it's clean. No offense to anybody who runs a food truck. <laughs> probably better than a lot of restaurants. <laughs> That's probably true because they have safety permits. Yes. yes. I, w- I had to wonder how much of the legalities that were being spoken of in this episode were accurate. I would assume you would need a permit to have a food truck, which right. she did have. And I would assume... They can get just one person who's not employed by her to come over to her truck with this permit and work in there, and that lets her open again? <laughs> um, well, it is a food truck. Who even does that? Right. So I guess she <laughs> maybe paid him and as a contractor, but then doesn't he have to somehow supervise the safety? I don't know. It was, I, just, I found that all a little bit sketchy. Well, it was facilier that facilitated all of that (laughs) oh and and that's it folks (laughs) we've got nothing else after that (laughs) i don't even know if that's what facilier means in french i don't either i didn't think about it facilier meaning that was the third hit and the first hit was 10 things you didn't know about princess and the frog oh it does mean to facilitate. Does it really? To enable. Wow. Yes. That is Well, it makes hilarious. sense because it would be the verb to facilitate, and that's why it's facilier because it's an ER verb. Well, all right then. We speak a little French in Canada. Well, here. that's true. Tiny, tiny. That's true. This concludes our discussion of Taste of the Heights. And if you would like to get in on this discussion or send us some feedback with your list of what you hope for for the rest of the season, you can send us feedback by emailing feedback at oncepodcast.com. And you can join in on the discussions by commenting under the show notes, which can be found at oncepodcast.com slash 327, or hop on over to the forums at oncepodcast.com slash forums. And there's always tons going on there and lots of discussion that you can have. One note about feedback schedule. The episodes air on Friday night and we discuss, we record our podcast on the following Monday night. So you really have just about three days to get us your feedback. But you have a whole week to get us feedback if you want to add to our little list of hopes and dreams slash demands for the rest of the right. season. <laughs> for the rest of the series, I may correct. <laughs> true, true. If you would like to help support the podcast, you can do so by sharing this episode by going to oncepodcast.com slash 327. You can tweet it. You can share it to your Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. That's about the knowledge that I have of social media. (laughs) (laughs) And while you're on Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter at once podcast, and you can follow each of us individually on Twitter. I'm Aaron and I'm on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. I'm Jeremy Laughlin on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P H L E G O N. And you can also follow Daniel Lewis on Twitter at the Daniel J. Lewis. Special thanks to our whole team of volunteers who helped to make this podcast possible. Jack for writing our show notes, John Buchanis for editing our episodes, Hunter Hathaway and Jacqueline for providing spoilers, Jacqueline and Matthew Paul for moderating the forums, Keb for masterminding our timeline, Jeremy, Daniel, Heather, Hunter, and Jacqueline for hosting the podcast. Until next time, there's the most important question of all. What could possibly happen next? I invite you to join me to find out. Welcome to H-Town. And thanks for listening.
Once Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode. If you would like to be a hero too, please visit oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.